Hey everybody and welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and tonight, tonight, it is all about bloody thrills and bottle kills here on the Pub Trivia Experience because not only am I drinking or have I finished now a my private bottle from of Ezra Brooks from the Sunshine Liquor Company right here in Palm Harbor, Florida. I'd say go down there and get a bottle, but I think they're gone. Phenomenal pick. But we have got a wonderful game of horror movie trivia. We are about, I think we're at what, five months, six months till Halloween. I am in like horror movie mood right now. This is going to be a fun time. And speaking of good times, let's bring it over. Well, Alabama, but let's bring it over to Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? Dude, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I made it. So, uh, I'm, Flying high, living large. I've got uh, some thematically appropriate beer, at least in terms of the name of the beer. This is from Oscar Blues Brewery. It is Death by Coconut. Ooh. Pop this puppy open. It is an Irish-style porter brewed with coconut and chocolate and is absolutely delicious. That sounds wonderful, and I am really glad my beer fast is over, but I would, you know, I would like to drink that. Yeah, cheers to that. I th I mean, it's Oscar Blues, so it should probably be nationally distributed. You might be able to find it pretty much anywhere. Well, speaking of being able to find it pretty much anywhere, we are joined <laughs> by a friend of the show. And honest to God, not only like one of my favorite guests we ever had, but like his podcast is phenomenal. We have got Scott from the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Scott, how you doing? What you drinking? I am good. Uh, thanks for having me back on. This is, uh, is going to be a good time. I, uh, as soon as you let me know it was horror movie trivia, this is right up my alley. I grew up with the stuff, so I, uh, I'm i hoping I'm more of a Jamie Lee Curtis than a Drew Barrymore tonight. <laughs> uh, but we, I guess we uh, time will tell based on that. But uh, I'm good. <laughs> Due to uh, minor medical reasons, I am currently not uh, drinking alcohol, uh, which kind of sucks because I really owe you payback, Chris, from when you appeared on my podcast Oof. and got drunk towards the end. But uh, <laughs> Towards the end. <laughs> yeah, we, we we were we were both drawing pretty with the Five fair amount of time in. left. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that's next time. Once uh, once I lift my uh, my no alcohol, I'll, I'll make sure to to pay you guys back. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, as Chris mentioned, I am one of the voices of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We are a sports trivia podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we've had both Chris and Mike on previously. We had a great time. Go and find that episode. And if you like that one, listen to a few others. Uh, we just hit 25,000 downloads today. Uh, awesome. And we are coming nice. up on a one-year anniversary um, next month. So we're pretty excited about that. That's amazing. Good job, guys. Yeah, Good that's job. great. Well, you've met the contestants. Let's meet our quiz master for the evening. To my left, in the black trunks with the red trim, uh, my lovely wife, Leah. How you doing, babe? What you drinking? What does that mean? I was doing my best my best Michael Buffer impression. It just didn't work. I don't know what any of that means. Oh it's God. like you're speaking a different language to me. Um, okay, so I'm doing great. I am drinking. So this is the first time I'm busting this open. Um, over Christmas, Chris had some kind of like Advent calendar thing with little shot glasses of bourbon uh, i think they were all jim bean flavored bourbons um and so he had one over christmas and he's like oh you've got to try this you're gonna love this 
And it's, um, so he, I did, and he ended up getting me a whole bottle of it. So it's the Jim Bean uh, Red Stag. Um, so it's black cherry liqueur infused with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Um, so it's great. I mean, you add cherry to anything, and I'm probably going to like it. Um, so I'm actually mixing it with, um, it's like Publix branded Diet Coke. Oh, no, we don't go cheap here. That is Winn-Dixie brand Diet Check Cola. Yeah, so Winn-Dixie brand uh, of Diet Coke. Um, so, yeah, and it's great. I'm loving it. Well, Leah, you are the quiz master tonight. Tell us what we have in store for our listeners. So tonight we will be doing horror movie trivia. Um, so we've got five rounds of trivia, all just uh, different uh, horror movie themes. And uh, I've got a little pregame to get you guys started. And then at the end, we'll have our customary uh, wager round where I will give you three questions and you'll get to wager the points that you've earned during the game. And uh, we will crown a winner at the end of this thing. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in then. Take us away. All right. So this game, it's every man for themselves. So you'll all be playing as individuals. So for our pregame tonight, um, I am going to give you five locations where horror movies take place, and you're going to tell me what film or franchise is set in that location. Um, so um, I'm going to go um, through these one by one, and when you know the answer, or you think you have an answer, um, you can just say locked in, and then the last person remaining is able to talk it out. I'm assuming these are two points each? These are two points each, yep, All right. absolutely. Perfect. All right, so your first uh, location is uh, Derry, Maine. Locked in. Locked in. And this is this is where. Uh, oh, um, isn't I think that's I was like I know it's a Stephen King, but I couldn't think of which Stephen King. But I'm pretty sure it's it. So I'll lock in with it. All right, Mike locks in with it. Uh, Scott, what did you lock in with? I also locked in with it. Um, I might be in the minority. I actually prefer the Tim Curry originals uh, to the to the remakes. All right, and then Chris, what did you lock in with? Uh, I locked in with it as well. I I do like the Tim Curry original, um, but for some reason, the new one, I, the the first one, especially with the kids, I thought was phenomenal. The second one was just very very long, but no, it's it. It's definitely Pennywise. All right. And the answer I was looking for was it. So nice job. Everyone picks up points. But to provide you guys with a little bit more fun facts, um, I would have actually accepted about seven different answers for this one, because apparently um, <laughs> that's why I hesitated. It's okay, located in a lot of things. Um, so it's uh, it. Insomnia is also located in Dairy Maine. Bag of Bones. This is all according to Wikipedia, by the way. Bag of Bones. Uh, the Road Virus Heads North. Uh, Dreamcatcher, Fair Extension, um, eleven twenty two sixty three, which is another Stephen King one, and then Secret Window, Secret Window, Secret Garden. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that that's the entire title, but it did not have a hyperlink to it, so I couldn't really research it. Um, so I would have accepted any of those, but it obviously is the is the most famous one in Dairy Maine. So nice job, everyone. All right. So your second location is. Um, Haddonfield, Illinois. Locked in. All right, I'll lock in, Mike. Ooh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. Yeah, it's H A D D O N Field. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, that rings a bell. But I am, I am drawing a total blank. I'm. I, I'll just say, uh, 
I'll just say the the Night of the Living Dead and the, those that series of movies because I I'm just drawing it. It sounds familiar, but I'm drawing a total blank. Okay, Mike says Mike says Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Chris, what did you say? Uh, that would be the home of Laurie Strode in Halloween. All right, and Scott, what did you say? Yeah, it's uh, this is one of my favorite movie franchises, definitely Halloween. Nice. Well, the correct answer is Halloween's from the Halloween franchise. I didn't know how hard that one would be because I had never heard of it, but no, I, guess nah, it, I knew it. I knew I'd, I'd seen it somewhere. I just can't remember. Okay. So your third one is now nah, this one I'm really going to butcher, but I'm going to try my best. Uh, Suesta Verde. C-U-E-S-T-A. Cuesta Verde. Cuesta. Cuesta Verde, California. And this uh, originally was in a 1982 film. If that helps at all. It does. I can lock in. Yeah, keep giving the years. That's going to help me a lot. I can do that. I actually had the years for all of them. Um, I just forgot to say for the first two. Oh, no worries. I will begrudgingly lock in. Okay, Scott's locked in. Chris? Oh, you're going to make me talk this out? Damn. What you thinking okay. about? Um... There's two that kind of come to mind, and they're vastly different. Uh, the first one that popped up was The Hills Have Eyes, but I don't think that's right. That strikes me. The original is much, I think, is earlier than that. The sequel, the the remake is later. Um, and I don't think you'd ask a question about The Hills Have Eyes. I don't think you've even heard of it. Uh, I think what I'm going to end up going with is Poltergeist, because that does sound like a place where you would move the headstones but not move the bodies. So, poltergeist? Question mark? <laughs> I don't know anything about what you just said as your explanation. All right, so Chris is locked in with poltergeist. Uh, Scott, what did you say? I was not sure on this one. It, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm just trying to think more about the year. Um, so I locked in with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe Elm Street is in uh, you know, Cuesta Verde. All right, so Nightmare on Elm Street. And then, Mike, what did you say? Uh, I actually also locked in with Poltergeist without the question mark. Okay, so <laughs> m- with more confidence. Awesome. All right, so their correct answer is Poltergeist. I, nicely thought, that done, was, you guys. I thought that was West Coast, but I there's the scene from uh, The Hills Have Eyes, at least the remake, that's out like out in the West. It's out in the middle of like the desert, and that's kind of where I thought that went to. But... I, I initially thought that, but then, yeah, like yeah, I didn't think 1982 fit. It, no, I, year, I, so I, I, I dismissed that, that one earlier. Actually, it must have been later though, because it would have come out after Nightmare, right? I don't know. I, it I seems like a seventies movie. Hills, Hills no. Have Eyes is two thousand six, so I'm assuming. No, that's the one with. No, that's uh, the remake. So the original that's... was nineteen seventy seven. Okay, I was I was thinking yeah. it was seven. It was late seventies. Yeah. Uh, the remake did have yeah. Emil de Raven from uh, Lost, and it was uh, in New Mexico, is where that one took place. So, and California a little bit too. So cool. All right, so we've got two more. So your next one is Woodsboro, California, 1996. Locked in. Locked in. 1996, California. I don't know about California, but 96 screams like the the resurgence of the American slasher. Uh, I'm going to say scream. Uh, so, okay, so Chris is locked in with scream. Mike, what did you lock in with? Uh, yeah, I locked in with scream as well. All right, and Scott, what did you say? Yeah, I, I didn't need a year for this one. Woodsboro is, is definitely the home of Sidney Prescott and, and her friends. This is Scream. Yeah, the whole book is like about the the Woodsboro murders that uh, right. that uh, 
what's her name? You Gail said, Weathers does and stuff like that. So. You said 96. I'm going, the only two movies around that time I know is Scream, and I know he did last summer, and I know he did last summer was taking place on the dock somewhere. So I went with Scream. <laughs> on a dock. Maybe, maybe near Derry, Maine. Well, maybe. And that's going to go into question number five that says, which um, movie takes place on a dock? Does it really? No. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> it could be Friday the 13th. It could be I Know What You Did Last Summer. Jaws. 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 I wasn't sure if I did not include a Jaws question in here, BT Dubs, but it was on a lot of horror lists. And I was like, is it horror? Jaws I guess it is. Jaws is a horror movie. Yeah. Jaws, Jaws is definitely a horror movie, but any question about it, it's unfair when Chris is involved. Right. It's only my like number two or three favorite film. Right. All right, so your final question in the pregame is Springwood, Ohio, 1984. I'll lock in. Uh, I'll begrudgingly lock in with a wrong answer. All right, so Scott, you get to talk it out. I'm wondering if I go back to the well with Nightmare on Elm Street here. Uh, Springwood sounds familiar, and 1984 sounds about right. So I will once again... Hopefully I don't go over two, but I'll lock in with Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. So Scott says Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Chris, what did you say? I'm hoping it's one of the best uh, final scenes in horror movie history. And I went with Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. All right. And then Mike, what did you say? Uh, I went to the same well as Scott did before. And I said Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's probably right. All right. Well, your correct answer is Nightmare on Elm Street. Nicely done, you guys. So if I'm um, tallying all this stuff up, I think each of you guys got four out of five, correct? Mm-hmm. That's yep. all right. All right. Awesome. So you guys are all leaving the pregame with what's four times two? Eight? Eight points each. Nice job. You work in a school. I don't do math at a school. <laughs> I work at a bank and I don't do math at the bank, yeah. so I get that. All right, so that leads us right into the game. Um, so round one, there'll be three questions in this round, and the category or the theme of the round is name that movie. So for each question, I'm going to give you like a one-line kind of synopsis of the movie, and you're going to tell me what movie I'm talking about. All right, so question number one. The villain terrorizes a ship and nearly sinks the franchise in what sequel that feels like self-parody without the charm. So we're doing horror movies, not horrible movies, right? This can't be Speed 2. <laughs> yeah, no, this is... I, my, my first thought was Speed 2. <laughs> That's right, cruise control, baby. Yeah, that was my first thought too, but no, I think I can lock in. Okay, Mike is locked in. I'm Just because I'm interested uh, in what's going on in Chris's mind, I will lock in. Right, Scott's locked in, so Chris, tell me. Okay, so I'm thinking of like the the horror movie franchises. So it's not Nightmare. It's not. Uh, it's not Nightmare. It's not uh, Friday Thirteenth. It's not Halloween. Uh, it doesn't sound like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it's not Saw. It's not Hostel. Even though that's only three movies, not really a franchise. So I'm trying to think, like, what are the other big franchises that are out there that I haven't named? It doesn't sound like Reanimator. It doesn't sound like Hellraiser. Like, what would be so bad that it was almost seek a franchise that's not Season of the Witch? That's what I'm trying to think of, because that that's the third Halloween movie. Um, technically, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 almost sank that franchise, because that movie is terrible. I think I might 
I know the movie takes place in Rio de Janeiro, uh, and that might be the closest I can get to logic because I think the first movie is kind of built around the, the ships and the shipping industry. I'm going to go with I still know what you did last summer. All right. I still know what you did last summer. Scott, what did you think? So I, I had to just go with the only franchise sequel that I can think of that takes place mainly on a ship, even though that's not in the title or anything. And I, it wasn't really supposed to be the biggest part of the movie. I locked in with uh, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, I didn't think about going that far that deep. Mm. Yeah. All right. And then Mike, what did you say? Well, I may be way off base, but I picked up on the word charm and then I thought ship, but doesn't necessarily have to be in the water. It could be in space. So I said leprechaun, I believe it's for leprechaun in space. All right. So the answer we were looking for, Scott was spot on. It is Jason ah. takes Manhattan, oh, which is, I would so have bad. also accepted Friday the 13th, part eight. Uh, this 1989 film has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, the only movie of that franchise, which is lower, was actually Friday the 13th, part three. No subtitle, hmm. just part three. Um, and that was released in 1982, which I think is the one that we all like. He got that iconic look that we all know. And that's really the only thing people remember about that movie. But. Yeah. He yep. Loses the burlap sack. Yeah. That was so that one was in 3D. So Ooh. I think that's why it uh, kind of did badly. And it was received poorly because 3D movies were not the rage back then. So they tried to do something that was a little bit ahead of their time. And I don't think it was received very well. But interestingly enough, about Jason Takes Manhattan is um, Elizabeth Berkley was actually supposed to star in that movie. Oh, wow. Um, No way. Yeah, she actually auditioned. She was supposed to star in that movie. And I think she ended up taking some other smaller role in in a different film. Um, It's kind of a different movie if if Jesse Spano's uh, running from Jason. (laughs) Well, it's a little bit funny though, because like six years later, she'd sink her career with Showgirls. So hey, yeah, but she 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 would be so scared. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, I had to do it. All right, well, Scott will pick up ten points for that question. Oh, by the way, each of these questions are worth ten points. Um, Good in the job, regular Scott. Game. Nice, nice pull, Scott. Um, hopefully this one will be a little bit uh, an easier get. Um, so this, again, is the category of name that movie. A widowed mother becomes very worried when her son asks her to read a scary pop-up children's storybook in what 2014 film? Locked in. I'll lock in. All right, Mike. The floor is yours. Oh, it's, it's a the. <laughs> that's what I've, that's as far as I've gotten. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a the something. Oh, uh, oh, and I think, I think it's the one with Jessica Chastain and I cannot pull up the name and it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I keep saying it's like, like the, and then, then like a, a C word, not like the C word, but just, I feel like it begins with, like, that's what, that's what I have in my head. And I, I, but, and, but then my head just keeps saying the core and I'm like, shut up head. You suck. Um, oh man um it's either a the or maybe it's just a one word title oh my gosh i i don't i don't have it i'm not i'm not gonna waste our time i'll i'll bow out all right so mike will take a goose egg on this one uh scott what did you say yeah spoiler alert for the remainder of this episode the recent horror movies uh 
uh, not things that I really pay attention to. There's just there were there was a stretch there where there were just so many, and they were all so similar that I, I couldn't get into any of them. So I just thought of one that came out around that time. Haven't seen it. Don't know what the plot is, but I locked in with uh, the Babadook. All right, the Babadook, and then Chris, what did you say? Uh, so if you haven't seen this movie, this movie is just. Un- unsettling as hell. It's terrifying, but the reason it's so terrifying is because you genu- you genuinely care about the mother and the child. Um, that relationship will just drive you absolutely crazy, and it's heartbreaking because it's about very real people dealing with very real loss. And the horror aspect on top of that is just pitch perfect. It's so well done. Uh, Scott pulled it out of his ass. It's Duke. <laughs> Okay, Babadook. That it is, is the Babadook. It, that is correct. It is the Babadook. I wasn't sure if it was a remake or anything like that. I just pulled up the 2014 version. I think it's an, it's an, I know it's an original. I think it's Australian. Okay. Um, but that movie yeah. is just, that that what, will what, make you no. feel any which way you want to feel other than hopeful. It's that good. <laughs> Does it have a lot of jump scares? It's got a couple, but it's just more. I don't like it's the jump more, scares. It's more just this unsettling feeling of terror throughout the entire film. Because it's not just terror for the scares that are coming. It's terror for the fact that, like, the mother doesn't know what to do. It's just, it's it's an amazing, amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. The Babadook's amazing. Is that the one with Jessica Chastain? No. Oh. No, it's not not all the movie that I was thinking of. I never saw either, so. What? Is it called The Changeling? Is that the one with Jessica Chastain? No, Changeling's Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's a horrible movie then. Sorry, wrong. (laughs) Wrong show. Go ahead, babe. All right. So uh, Chris and Scott will pick up points in that question. Uh, question number three. Five friends hoping for a quiet, isolated vacation are offered up as an annual ritual sacrifice to appease the ancient ones. In what 2011 film? Locked in. Locked in. Since apparently we're doing that. Okay. So I... Was was that Chris and Mike who are locked in? So Scott, you get to talk it out. I am unsure of the answer. <laughs> I didn't want to be left out there. Uh, 2011. Ah, uh, hit me with the recent stuff again. Um, five friends, ancient ones. I am gonna go with. Uh, I don't even know if it's. I'm gonna get the name right, but I'm gonna say it's uh, Cabin by the Lake. Kevin by the lake. All right. So, Mike, what did you say? Uh, so, like like Scott, I'm not super well-versed on the uh, more recent horror movies, but this is definitely one that I saw in theaters and absolutely loved. I'm pretty sure it's Cabin in the Woods. All right. So, Mike says Cabin in the Woods. Chris, what did you lock in with? So, if you know me at all, you know I'm a big fan of a couple of things. One of those is my wife and my daughter. But I'm a huge fan of the Evil Dead franchise, and especially Evil Dead the Musical, which features a song called Cabin in the Woods, <laughs> in which Sigourney Weaver does not appear. Uh, but there is, no, there's still not a merman. But no, Cabin in the Woods is the right answer. <laughs> oh, God, the merman. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a lot of things that Leah is also a fan of, and Chris Hemsworth is one of them. So she definitely went and saw this movie. Um, and it was one that she, uh, you know, I'm not a, a horror movie person, but it was one that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and the answer is Cabin in the Woods. Can I suffice to say that Chris Hemsworth crushed it? Ooh. Oh, so sad. And I also <laughs> wanted to sing Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. Ooh. 
from the <laughs> I, I put the way damn cabin in the wrong location. In the <laughs> oh yeah, there was a lake. Yeah, there, you were close. There was definitely a lake in that movie, and there were definitely uh, bad guys who came out of the lake. All right, so let me see. So after that round, it looks like Chris has twenty-eight points. Mike has 18 points, and Scott has 28 points. All right, so our next round is going to be in directors. All right, so question number one. J.J. Abrams gave which of his films the tentative title 11808? Oh, I am so locked in. (laughs) I, I can also lock in. All right, Scott's locked in, Mike's locked in, Chris. So I'm assuming when you say J.J. Abrams gave one of his films, I'm assuming that's the release, that's the, I'm assuming he's the director of the movie, given that this is directors. And the problem is, like, where that leads me to is not a J.J. Abrams film. I think J.J. produced it, but it was directed by Matt Reeves. So I don't think it's that. Um... Like one of the horror movies I know JJ has directed. Uh, the, the only one that comes to mind is Super Eight, but I don't count Super Eight as a horror movie. JJ did not direct Cloverfield, though. Matt Reeves directed Cloverfield. And le- there's got to be something here I'm missing. There really has to be something here I'm missing. Although Super Eight is a very dark movie, it is. I don't know that I'd classify it as a horror movie. It's well, I guess a suspense. But I feel like Super 8's later. Because J.J. came off of Lost. He did uh, Mission Impossible 3, the best of the Mission Impossible films. I I thought he went from there directly to Super 8. Yeah, I'm going to say Super 8. And if I'm wrong, um, I'm sorry. But I'm going to say Super 8. All right. And I'll give you... I'm going to... Yeah, that's my fault. Um... (laughs) Is it Cloverfield? Uh, yeah, it's Cloverfield. Yeah, it's definitely Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I know. And I guess I just, because J.J. Abrams is a director, so that's why I put him in the category of directors. I wasn't paying attention to if he specifically directed that specific movie. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just going to call that one a wash, and we'll eliminate that one in there. Well, I mean, it's up to I, you. I'm, I'm confident that Scott and Mike also locked in with Cloverfield. It, we, it's we, one we, of my we, absolute favorite movies. Mine too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but that was that was not JJ was a producer on that, but that was, that was directed by Matt Reeves, who is now doing yep. the Batman. Yeah, which I'm very excited for. Yep. He also did uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, which are phenomenal. And I don't yeah. have an alternative I, director question, so we're just gonna only have two director questions <laughs> in that round. That's fine. Well, I Chris, the only reason I didn't know, I didn't know whether JJ directed it or not. I just remembered it from the trailer that his his name was all over all over the trailer that's right why. like it was like his baby like he created it right. like from you validate that matt reeves directed it matt reeves did direct it okay yeah he, he had the, the big name oh it's totally it was totally a market yeah, yeah. all right i know that movie came out 118 though because i went to the theater like three times that day to watch it <laughs> right it was like a big deal like there was so much like promotional for it and everything like that so well, no one knew what the hell it was right. when they first dropped the trailer. It was crazy. We just yeah. watched that like last week too. That movie still holds up. It's still alive. I, oh, I love. Oh, it. it's I a great it a couple weeks movie. ago too. Yeah, when Lizzie Kaplan just explodes behind the curtain. Yes, I behind the out. thing. Yeah. All right. Um, 
All right, so your other questions in directors, I just verified that they actually did direct the films, um, is, uh, all right, so in uh, what 2005 Eli Roth film, uh, it, what 2005 Eli Roth film is set in Slovakia and features the sadistic tortures of the elite hunters? Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, uh, I, actually never, I actually never saw this one, but I'm pretty sure it's hostile. All right, so Mike's locked in with Hostel. Scott, what did you lock in with? Uh, yeah, the exact same thing as Mike. I've actually never seen the movies because I didn't feel like I had to because everyone else talked about them so much that I felt like I'd seen the movies. So I also locked in with Hostel. All right, Chris, close us out. As a horror movie fan, the one thing I am certainly glad is over is the whole t- torture porn genre. I, I didn't like no. it. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, Hostel is one of those movies that made me very uneasy because there's a scene where is it Jay Hernandez? Is he the lead in that? I don't know, but he's cute. Uh, yeah, it is Jay Hernandez. There's a scene at the end of the movie after when he's escaping and there are these Asian girls that he was like had kind of bumped into earlier and they were captured as well. And there's a scene where he has to run in not spoilers, but graphic content warning for our listeners here. There's a scene where he's trying to get people that are being tortured out. And he he bumps in one of the Asian girls and kills the guy that's that's torturing her, and you just see her face, and he had, the guy had taken a blowtorch to her face. Ugh, no, it's hostile. Ah. And thank you God that I don't have to watch any more of that crap ass torture porn. I am so I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. All I'm right. Done. Yeah. That that I've been that drinking, was, guys. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. <laughs> Well, the correct answer is Hostel, um, and I kind of started researching Eli Roth a couple years ago because he was featured heavily on a Shark Week, and I was like, oh, let me see what this guy's done um, as the Ravenclaw that I am, and it took me into a very dark place on the interwebs as I read descriptions of a bunch of the movies he's done and different stories, and I can, like, ever since then, I was like, I will not be able to sit through any of his films. Um, he is the bear Jew, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. He's, he's not, the yeah, bear he's Jew from Inglorious Bastards, and he's also the uh, oh, it's yeah. like as an actor. Yeah. Oh, then I'm sure he's fine he's, as an actor. I don't want to Tarantino. watch his actual films. He's also <laughs> the uh, the the preppy DJ in Piranha 3D. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> they gets torn apart in the water. It's great. Sorry, I'm nerding out. <laughs> All right, so nice. So down, everyone picks up points there. Um, and then your final question in the director's category: uh, the director of Drag Me to Hell is most famous for what other horror franchise? Locked in. Oh, uh, I can lock in. All right, so Chris and Michael locked in. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, I can't remember who did Drag Me to Hell. Um, I'm going to just go with my initial gut, which was maybe that's a George Romero. So I'm going to lock in with Night of the Living Dead. All right, so Night of the Living Dead. Mike, what did you lock in with? Well, first, I'm going to use the Drag Me to Hell title to segue very briefly because it's an appro- another appropriately titled beer that I'm having. This is the Jucifer IPA. <laughs> okay. I swear to that God, I he just spends like open. three or four hours at the liquor store just picking out beers for the podcast we're going to do. Which of these can actually go with a trivia question? Hmm. Ex- exact opposite. I picked up Death by Coconut, and then Chris says, we're doing horror movie trivia, and I said, that's perfect. And then I didn't even think about this one being associated with horror movies until after I just pulled it out of the fridge. So, but thank you, for, Chris, for giving me more credit. But um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was the Evil Dead franchise. All right, so the Evil Dead franchise, and then Chris. Are you um, going to grab your props again? Because I wasn't anticipating that I'm when I asked the last question. Because I wrote down for love of the game. Is that not a franchise? No, it's Evil <laughs> Dead. It's, it's Sam Raimi. 
I also wrote down Doctor Strange 2. Um, right. And uh, Alice through the Looking Spider-Man? Glass. But... Yeah, Spider-Man. Spy- oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2, yes. I was like, wait, what? I don't understand anything you're saying. Okay, cool. All right, well, the, the answer is uh, Evil Dead. So, nicely done, you two. All right, so after our abbreviated director's round, um, we have Chris with 48 points. Mike with 48 point no, 38 points. And Scott with 38 points. Anyone's game still, guys. Close game, guys. Close game. All right, so going into round three, uh, the theme is villains. So question number one. What breed of dog is Cujo? I'm going to lock in. I'll, I'll, I'll lock in with a wrong answer. All right, so Scott, start guessing some animals. I mean, I know the animal. It's a dog. <laughs> start guessing some breeds. I got to start guessing breeds. Yeah, you know, I, it's, I get my movie animal dog breeds mixed up, you know. I know Air Bud's a retriever. I know Lassie's a Labrador or a Collie, one of those. I know that uh, Beethoven's a St. Bernard. Uh, what the hell is Cujo? In my head, he's like a really vicious, ferocious Rottweiler, but that's just in my head because I saw the movie as a kid and I was traumatized. Um, so I know he's a darker, dark fur. So I will just say that he is a chocolate lab. Chocolate lab. All right, Chris, what did you lock in with? Uh, I must be in Scott's head. I I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually seen Cujo. Um I've seen parts of the movie, but not like the actual movie. And I know there's a reason I have an un, unnatural feel of Rottweilers. So I said Rottweiler question mark. Mm. <laughs> All right. And then Mike, what did you say? Uh, uh, like, like Chris, I've seen bits and pieces of Cujo. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through. I kind of, and I, and it's been so long. I only vaguely remember what the dog looks like. So I batted around a bunch of breeds in my head and ultimately just settled on Mastiff. All right. Well, roll over, Beethoven. Kujo was played by four St. Bernards. And also some huh. several mechanical dogs. Um, St. Bernard? And, I can't remember him being a St. Bernard. Wow. And wow. a black Labrador Great Dane mix that was then put in a St. Bernard costume. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm just reading fun facts online. But Cujo, in, I guess in the books, the book maybe, Cujo was a St. Bernard, and in the movie he was played by four St. Bernards, several mechanical dogs, and a black Labrador Great Dane mix in a St. Bernard costume. Oh, That's Chicago what my research news. tells me. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if all the, uh, the rejects that tried out and auditioned for Cujo and didn't get it got Beethoven. Maybe, yeah. When did Cujo come out? Uh, mid six mid sixties. There you go. Mid eighties. Okay. Yeah, and Beethoven, Beethoven was like early nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. those the, those Saint Bernards had to go to the casting couch. Yeah, no, that was great. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am not watching that movie, sir. <laughs> nope. All right, so no points there, but that's okay. We'll bounce back. Um, question number two: Charles Lee Ray is the full name of what iconic villain? Locked, locked in. in. So I think that was Scott and Chris locking in. Mike? Charles Lee Ray. Um, I genuinely have no idea. The first name that popped into my head was Leatherface, so I'm just going to say Leatherface. All 
right, so Mike locks in with Leatherface. Chris, what did you say? I shouldn't have locked in so quickly. I should have taken time to think about it uh, because I don't know that you'd ask two questions about the same. But I, it, I think what got into my head is it's Charles Lee Ray and Jackie Earl Haley are two three-word names. I locked in with Freddy Krueger. Okay, so Chris says Freddy Krueger. Obviously not a right answer. All right, Scott, what did you say? I have the correct answer, uh, but let me let me summon ah. the spirit first. Are dude dumbala. It's uh, Charles Lee Ray is Chucky the doll. He oh. is. He is. Good call. Good pull. Damn. All right, and yeah, and that is correct. Um, so Charles Lee Ray was the full name of of Chucky, and it was because he was named after three iconic bad people in real life. Does anyone know who those three people were based Charles on his name? Manson. Charles Manson. Lee Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. And James Earl Ray. So they combined all those together to get Chucky. All right, so Scott picks up some 10 points there. It's getting close. And then your final question in the villains round. The demon Pazuzu is the main villain who possesses the character of Reagan in what film? Locked in. Pazuzu. Oh, uh, locked in. All right, so Scott, it's up to you. I hope this is The Exorcist. I'm going to lock in with The Exorcist. All right, so Scott says Exorcist. Mike, what did you say? The highest grossing film of 1973, The Exorcist. All right, and Chris? Well, when I heard that fact, I almost spit pea soup everywhere. It's definitely The Exorcist. Mm. <laughs> All right, it is The Exorcist. Nicely done, everyone. So after round three, it looks like Chris has 58 points, Scott has 58 points, and Mike has 48 points. Good, I didn't make this game too hard. I'm very excited. No, get a little bit difficult. I'm enjoying this a lot. No, I, th- yep. I think they're, they're pitched perfect. All right, so your next category is in actors. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so question number one. Kevin Bacon stars in what 1990 film about a group of people fighting for survival against giant worm-like monsters hungry for flesh? Oh, I am back in and I am locked in. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Never seen this movie. I, I'm, also, I'm also locked in and I also love it. <laughs> so, Mike? So, I'll be honest, I was just waiting for everybody else to lock in so I could quote my favorite Kevin Bacon line from this movie. Fuck you! <laughs> Not you, Leah. It's just when he says it to the worm, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, this is Tremors. Okay, so Mike says Tremors. Um, Scott, what did you say? Over and over and over again as a kid. Uh, I don't know why, but I was allowed to watch this movie. This yeah. is absolutely Tremors. All right, and Chris? It's Tremors. It's so it's so good. We are watching so Tremors good. this weekend. I've never, I think I know what the poster looks like, but I've never seen this movie. And I was like, oh, this is a fun fact. I bet Kevin Bacon, like he was probably starting to get famous in 1990 because like, he had done Footloose and stuff like that. When you 80s, said Kevin but... Bacon in the 90s, my head went to Stir of Echoes. And I'm like, so did mine. <laughs> I'm like, no oh, I was thinking Hollow Man. Wasn't he in Hollow Man? <laughs> he was in Hollow Man. Was he in 13 Ghosts as well? Or is that Tony Shalhoub? I don't even know. No, no he, I think he was. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub's definitely in 13 Ghosts. I just assumed Kevin Bacon was like a minor character that was like who got killed off pretty quickly. And that's okay. No, it's Kevin Bacon in literally the tightest jeans you've ever seen. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. We're watching Tremors this weekend. All right. 
I don't mind supernatural uh, scary movies. Um, so yes, Tremors is correct. All right, question number two. We're going a little bit farther back in time for this one. What 1958 creature feature starred Steve McQueen in his first role ever? I will lock in. What was the year again? 1958. 1958. It's too early for what I was thinking. It's I've, no, he wouldn't. I have heard this factoid before, and I can't pull up the movie. <sighs> All right, I'll 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 lock in with a guess. All right, so Mike's locked in, Chris. Yeah, I, like my head wants a creature from the Black Lagoon, but that's earlier than that because I've seen that with the ori- original organ accompaniment. It's not creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, 1958, that actually kind of sits right at the beginning to the middle of, like, the the Universal Monsters. Uh, do you want the movie or the character he played? I'm looking for the movie. Yeah, so, like, like there's the creature features in, in my head in that time are the Wolfman, there's Dracula... Uh, I don't think it's Frankenstein. I don't think he's got the physique to pull off Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. He wasn't old enough to be Frank Dr. Frankenstein. He's not young enough to be Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Um, he's certainly not Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I'm going to play the odds here and just go Dracula. All right, so Chris locks in with Dracula. Mike, what did you lock in with? For so- For some reason, my brain kept coming back to them, so I locked in with them. All right, so Mike locks in with them. Scott, what did you say? I'd like to take a minute to address my mom, who has never listened to a single podcast in her life. Nice. But I'm going to make sure she listens to this one. Mom, if I get this wrong, I'm so sorry. Mom, if I get this right, thank you so much. I locked in with the blob. Hi, Scott's mom. I almost said the blob. <laughs> um, yeah, so your correct answer um, is the blob. Yeah, I'm so, not fam- thanks, I'm, Scott's mom. I'm not familiar with the 50s version. Scott's mom, that's awesome, by the way. Scott, <laughs> the fact that you, she made you, let you watch, that's amazing. All right, so Scott's going to pick up uh, 10 points there. And then question number three. Which horror film actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to nail the look of a gory scene? I'm actually going to lock in. You know what? I'm going to lock in, too. All right, Mike's locked in. Go ahead, Scott. Wow, you guys are scaring me with the quick... Lock-ins. I'm trying to think of what movies would have really, really bloody scenes that would entail having to kind of stay in that wardrobe so long. And, you know, actresses, horror, your mind immediately goes to Jamie Lee Curtis, but the horror films that she were in weren't very gory. So I, I don't think it's her. The, what I'm seeing in my head is the the end scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's riding in the back of the pickup truck and she's covered in blood and she's screaming. But I have no idea who that actress is, so that doesn't help me at all. Um, so I'm trying to – what else – what other movies have a lot of gore in them? And I'm not sure, so I'm going to throw out a super random guess because people – sleep on this movie and Jordan Peele's remaking it and that's going to be exciting. So I'm going to say it was Virginia Madsen uh, from Candyman. All right. So Scott's locked in with Virginia. Chris? Uh, first of all, if you haven't seen the original Candyman with Tony Todd, like what the hell are you doing with your life? That movie is amazing. Seriously. That movie is amazing. And I'm really, really looking forward to the Jordan Peele version of that. Um, 
I was just trying to think of iconic scenes that involve characters being covered in blood. And my head goes to Sissy Spacek from Carrie. All right, so Sissy Spacek is Chris's uh, locked-in guest. And then, Mike, what did you say? I was going to say almost verbatim what Chris just said. Is That's ultimately what I... What popped in my head was that picture of her covered in blood uh, from Carrie. And so I said the woman who was almost Princess Leia before uh, Carrie Fisher and her essentially swapped roles and said Sissy Spacek. That's got to be it. All right. So the correct answer is Sissy Spacek. Nicely done. Um, She did not want to risk breaking continuity. So she's just slept in bloody clothes for three days while filming that prom scene. So (laughs) it's gross, but... Yay for her. I'm not a fan of that movie. Am I the only one? Yeah, I don't like uh, it. It's, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I understand I understand why it was made a big splash for its time, but I don't know if it holds up as well, except for the, except for the very ending shot, which is great. Right. Well, I just watched the beginning, and then I have to turn it off because I don't like it when people are mean to each other. So I, it makes me sad. That's why Leah hasn't seen Mean Girls. I, 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 nah. I actually don't. I won't watch that movie. I know the iconic quotes because everyone in my generation talked about, like females especially, talk about that movie, but I, I have no desire to watch Mean Girls. Oh, Leah, it's so fetch. Mike, stop trying to make fetch happen. I just know you <laughs> wear pink on Wednesdays. That's a thing. <laughs> um, okay, so going into our final round before our final round. So our final regular round. Um, the scores are Chris was 78, Mike was 68, and Scott was 78. All right, so this last category is going to be in plot points. So I'm going to be looking for specific uh, moments in these movies or um, just just specific uh, questions about specific parts of these movies. And you're going to tell me what they are. All right, so I'll start you out with an uh, an easier one. Um, In what state was the Amityville Horror House located in? In the movie or in real life? It's both. Okay. And this is your easy one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna lock in. So Chris is locked in. Uh I guess I'll I guess I'll lock in. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna come up with anything better. All right, so Mike is locked in. Scott, you get to talk about geography and stuff. <laughs> um, actually, so I um I tried to do my best Lady Gaga here and and have a poker face on because I think this is New York. I've figured if I locked in quickly, they might catch on to that. Nice. So. My, uh, yeah, a little bit of strategy went into this, but my answer is New York. <laughs> All right. So Scott says New York. Chris, what did you say? So this is a little bit of a current event because the the guy that this is based on, um, terrible, terrible story. Um, but the guy that the legend of Amityville is based on uh, recently passed away in prison. And so that's why I assume. Oh, holy cow. I just looked that up. He, he in the last two weeks just passed March away. March 12th. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I, I was going back and forth in my head cause I knew it was new England and I didn't know if it was, even though New York's not new England, I didn't know if it was New York or Connecticut and I locked in with Connecticut. All right. Chris says Connecticut. Mike, what did you lock in with? I knew, or I felt like it was that region as well. And my brain just wouldn't let me, let me get away f- from New York. So I ultimately locked in with New York. All right, so the real house um, was located in Amityville, Long Island, New York. Yeah, Long Island. Damn and it. the movie was uh, set in the same place. And yes, this real life guy whose name is De- 
DeFeo, DeFeo, Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr. Um, it says that on March 12th, 2021, at the Albany Medical Center, um, he was pronounced dead, and the official cause of death is yet to be determined. Yeah. As of today. Albany so. Medical Center is 10 minutes from me, and I have a job interview there on Tuesday. Oh, my Ow. goodness. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> see if you can get some details about it, this guy's no, death. I, yeah, after I'm he gets the job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Mike and Scott pick up uh, points for that one. All right. So question number two in plot points. In the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what common daily activity are the survival uh, the survivors most afraid of doing? So in the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what common daily activity are the survivors most afraid of doing? I will lock in. All right, Scott's locked in. Mike and Chris. Yeah, I think I'll lock in too. Just to make Chris talk it out. All right, honey, (laughs) it's your turn. Common daily, like what's bothering me is like it's COVID. So I don't know what my common daily activities are unless it's walking from the freaking bedroom to my office. I haven't, this is sad. I'm going to admit this and this is very sad. But I have seen the really terribly bad Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman's crap-ass remake, Invasion, a lot more recently than I've watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, and I'll have to remedy that. I don't know. Um, common daily activity. Uh, it's something that people... I know. Don't give me hints. I'm going to say getting the mail because I honestly don't know. All right. Getting the mail. Mike. It's been forever since I saw this movie. I didn't even know there was a remake. Um, and I don't remember much, if anything, about it. But for whatever reason, I just my brain settled that. And maybe it's because we're in the throes of potty training our toddler. But I, I just settled on going to the bathroom. I almost said that. Too. <laughs> All right. Going to the bathroom. And then, Scott, what did you say? So I I have not seen this movie. Um, I do love The Faculty, which is loosely based on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um I was trying to, again, just think of daily activities, but trying to rule them out based on other movies. So I thought sleeping, probably not, because that's kind of a nightmare on Elm Street. Then I thought maybe showering, because, you know, why not? But then I my head went to shower scene in Psycho, so I thought maybe showers wouldn't be that prevalent in more than one movie. So I ended up thinking, you know, thinking of the faculty and the kind of the plot of that. I thought maybe it's just going to school. Going to school, okay. Well, um... None of you guys will be picking up points, unfortunately. Um, but Scott, it is actually one that you mentioned. Um, so Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, Taking a shower? Nope. It's um, The whole plot of it is that when people are sleeping, That's, their bodies okay. get swapped out with the pod people or whatever they call it. So once it's revealed that the two main characters are scared to go to sleep because they don't want to be um, potted, I guess. Because when they fall asleep, they get replaced. So, I remembered the potting thing, but I did. I I genuinely did not remember that it was that they were afraid of uh, of sleeping. And yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't want to uh, to say showering because, like Scott said, that reminded me of that Stanley Kubrick classic, Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my one per cast. I Sorry, made one mistake there, I had three years it. ago. For God's <laughs> sake, sir, let it go. People don't forget. That's become my thing now, right? Hey, I'm on a I'm on a horror movie trivia, and I'm the guy who said Dawn of the Living Dead, the last horror movie trivia we did. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And you know what? I think you guys are gonna bounce back with this question. Question number three. In the movie Get Out, 
What technique does the mother use to get her daughter's boyfriend to quit smoking? I'll lock in. Same. <laughs> Mike? Yeah. I, well, I'm just, I, I mean, she, I know like she does the hypnosis thing and then like she has the spoon and the teacup. I don't know. Oh, that was really creepy seeing someone walk up behind you on the camera. <laughs> I was like, there's <laughs> yeah, ghosts in the house. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. So, so I'll just I'll just say, I guess, hypnosis. I don't know if you need more than that. I do not. Um, so my clock says hypnosis. Uh, Scott, what did you say? Yeah, I wasn't sure how specific I had to be. Uh, that was my trepidation. But I also locked in with hypnosis. And Chris, what did you say? Yeah, I, I locked in with, I think hypnosis takes you to the sunken place. Is that what it's called? The sunken place? But uh, I went with hypnosis as well. Yeah, that one's kind of an easier one because there's not that many techniques that people probably use to get people to s- stop smoking. Um, but hypnosis is the answer I was looking for. So you guys are all going to get points there. By the way, how pitch perfect is Catherine Keener in that movie? Oh, gosh. Amazing. Like she's fun- Her and Bradley Whitford are phenomenal in Get Out. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The whole, that whole that whole movie is great. It's oh um, yeah, I I love that movie. It still scares the crap out of me. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, we have reached your final round, the wager round. We're all 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 boys here. Oh, okay, boys, fellas. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick, Nikki Nikki stuck her head in, but then she left. Um. So how the wager round works is that I am going to uh, give you guys the categories of the three questions. Um, I'm not going to read you the questions, just the categories. Uh, You can use any of the points you've accumulated during the game to divide um, any way you want through the three questions. You can wager all of your points. You don't have to wager any points um, or anywhere in between. You can do with it what you want. Um, And then at the end, we'll uh, go over the answers um, and your wagers, and hopefully crown a champion. If not, I've got a stack of uh, horror trivia cards behind me. I will find a tiebreaker. Because, ladies and gentlemen, listening, um, we have a tight game here. Um, we've got Chris with 88 points, Mike with 88 points, and Scott with 98 points. And here are your three final categories. The first one is in plot details. The second one is in jewelry. And the third one is in actors. I think I can lock in my wager. Yeah, my wagers are locked in. All right, Scott, do you have ideas of what wagers you want? Yep, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell jewelry might be. Um, I, uh, I'm locked in with my wagers. All right, so question number one in your final is in plot details. What body part was the creature after in the 2001 movie Jeepers Creepers? Locked in. I'll lock in. I wrote down heart. I I actually like this movie. I think this is one of those like creature feature movies that came out later, and it's actually a lot of fun. And Justin Long's actually a really good actor. I I forget who plays the sister in that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem with these podcasts. Like my head goes on a rabbit hole to try and figure out who plays the sister, and not the answer to the damn question. <laughs> yeah. So I think the end of the movie is when Justin Long dies. And I, th- if I'm rem- remembering the end of this movie correctly, it's like a pan in on Justin Long's face and his eyes are missing. And then I think the camera turns real quick to see the creature in his eye in the eyes open. And it's Justin Long's eyes. I'm going with eyes. 
All right, so Chris goes with eyes. Um, Scott, what did you say? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get them peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? I also locked in with eyes. <laughs> Man, we need to have you sing some jingles for us. You've got a good singing voice there. <laughs> um, Just my jingle voice. That's it. I jingle all the way. If you <laughs> nice. Right, Chris? Better than Muppets Christmas Carol, that's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, Mike, what did you say? Mickey's Christmas Carol, you ass. <laughs> what did I say? Um, Muppets Muppets Christmas Carol? I was the impartial host on that one. No, um, no, I, I, I remember seeing this movie, but uh, and as soon as Scott sang the song, I was like, oh yeah, that was way more obvious. But I think that maybe it was just a little more on the brain because I'm sitting here drinking beer. But uh, I saw the movie once it was a long time ago. Remember liking it, but just don't remember much about it. And so I just locked in with liver. Liver. All right. So your second category is in jewelry. And here's your question. In Rosemary's Baby, the main character's off-putting neighbors become overly concerned with her pregnancy and gift her with a foul-smelling piece of jewelry filled with tannis root, which was actually meant for the film Satanic Rituals. What kind of jewelry was it? I can actually lock in. And I'm going to need you guys to be specific on this one. As specific as you can be, I think. I will lock in. All right. Hey. So, Mike, you can check. Yeah. I, I I'll be honest. I've never I've never seen Rosemary's Baby. It's always been on my list. I've just never seen it. Uh, not just because of who directed it, though. That doesn't help. Um, so I'll just I'll just lock in with the wrong answer. I don't have I don't have a leg to stand on here. Okay. Well, uh, you can share your answer, Mike. I locked in with a locket. All right. So Mike says locket. Uh, Chris, what did you say? I locked in with necklace because I had no idea. All right. And then uh, Scott, what did you say? Yeah. I. I... I, I'm not sure, you know, Mike and I are on the same track here, but Locket popped into my head first, so I just locked in with Locket. All right, sounds good. And then your final question for the final round. Uh, Tippy, oh, this is an actor's. Tippy Hedren starred in what Alfred Hitchcock film as the lead, Melanie Daniels, and also appeared in the 1994 made-for-television sequel that was not as well-received? Locked in. All right. Mike is locked in. I will also lock in. Scott is locked in. You said Hitchcock, right? Mm-hmm. Not Kubrick. Hitchcock, yes. Well, what's bothering me is I know there was a made-for-TV movie version of The Shining starring... Stephen um, Weber. Stephen Weber. I watched that version. It's not that. Oh, God. Love me some Stephen Weber. I know that name, and I can't place a face to it, so I'm having a problem tying it to Hitch a Hitchcock film. So which Hitchcock films featured a predominantly female lead? And I, I think the one that comes to mind the most is honestly The Birds. I don't remember there being a TV movie of The Birds, but like that does totally seem like a 1994 thing to do. So I'm going to go with The Birds. Okay, Chris says The Birds. Uh, Scott, what did you say? I'm going to shout out my mom again if I get this one right uh, for having me watch it again as a kid. I also locked in with the birds. Scott says the birds. All right, Mike, what did you say? You're muted, buddy. You're still muted. Thank you. Uh, so since Chris gets his story, I get my story, although it's actually my wife's story. Uh, my wife is scared of birds, and the reason that she is scared of birds is because she watched the movie The Birds at a uh, 
tender young age. And while she was doing so, her mother snuck up behind her and went caca really loud and oh, made her gosh. jump about a million feet in the air. Uh, this is absolutely the birds. And Leah, it just hit me that I missed a golden opportunity for a joke. This should have been the Crow's three, the crow inning. Yes. You could have gotten <laughs> ah. All right. So question number one is in plot details. What body part was the creature after in the 2001 movie Jeepers Creepers? Chris, what did you say? I said the eyes. And what was your wager? 44. All right. And then Mike, what did you say? I said the liver. Okay, and what was your wager? Zero. <laughs> Zero. And Scott, what did you say? I locked in with eyes, and my wager was 20 points. All right, eyes for 20 points, and your correct answer is the eyes. So spot on, yeah, at the end of the movie, Justin Long, he uh, gets his eyes taken away from him. All right, so after question number one, I think... Um, Chris has 132 points, Mike has 88 points, and Scott has 118 points. All right, question number two is in jewelry. In Rosemary's Baby, the main character's off-putting neighbors became overly concerned with her pregnancy, and they gift her with a foul-smelling piece of jewelry filled with tannis root, which was actually meant for the film's satanic rituals. What kind of jewelry was it? Chris, what did you say, and what was your wager? I said a necklace, and I bet zero. Okay, necklace and zero. Mike, what did you say and what did you bet? I said a locket and I also bet zero. Mike, you're making it really easy for me to do math. I do what I can. (laughs) All right, and then Scott, what was your answer and what was your wager? I said locket and I wagered 17. Um, And the correct answer is a locket. Um, so I asked to be specific because I didn't want to just accept a necklace. It needed to be a specific kind of necklace. All right. Um, so after that question, I have the scores at uh, Chris with 132, Mike with 88, and Scott with 135. Sounds right. Yep. Sounds right. All right, cool. Going into the final question, which is in actors. Tippi Hedren starred in what Alfred Hitchcock film as the lead, Melanie Daniels, and also appeared in the 1994 made-for-television sequel that was not as well-received. Uh, Chris, what did you say, and what did you wager? I said the birds, and I was all in with 44. Um, And then, Mike, what did you say, and what did you wager? Uh, I said the birds as well. Um, And I my, my wager was based on the hope that they were both going to wager and maybe lose points. <laughs> so I wagered, or possibly that Scott would wager zero in the hopes that, you know, whatever. But I wagered 11 uh, just to get me a potential win if nobody else got points. Nice. All right. And uh, Scott, what did you say and what did you wager? I also said Tippy Hedren, so it's going to come down to what I wagered here. Sorry, Chris. I wagered 50 points. I figured you would. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. All right. And so uh, so Tippy Hedren starred in the film The Birds. So everyone uh, got that question right. And actually, in the 1994 made for television sequel, she did not play the same character as she did in the original. No. Yeah, she played. Uh, <laughs> she played, I don't know, like a random other person. Um, but she was credited for coming back for that movie. Um, and so I have our final scores as being um, our winner today is uh, Scott uh, with 185 points. Second place, uh, silver medal is Chris with 176. And coming up with the bronze, still being able to stand on that platform is Mike with 99. 
That was a hell of a game, Leah. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Good. That was that was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, that was great. And I'm glad I didn't have to come up with a tiebreaker. <laughs> and I only yep. messed up the one director's question, so that's pretty good. Well, everyone, uh, that's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. If you did, if you don't know by now, find the Pub Trivia Experience on Facebook or Instagram, Pub Trivia Experience, Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. Scott, tell our listeners where they can find the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. I will. Um, so, yeah, Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Google, Spotify. Just search Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at BenchwarmersTP. Same goes for our Instagram, at BenchwarmersTP. And you could email us at BenchwarmersTrivia uh, at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to come on the show or host an episode, anything like that. Uh, like I mentioned before, Chris and Mike have uh, have both been on previously, and, and we had a lot of fun. In addition to that, I actually have a nostalgia cast that I do as well, aside from Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, because I get sick of just talking about sports all the time. So I branched out. I have a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget that is also available on all your podcast platforms. Essentially, what I do there is I pick a specific year and a specific topic. So, for example, I'll say the year is 2000. The topic is music i'll have a guest on and we'll just talk about that specific topic so each each episode is a different year like 2003 we did tv shows 2002 we did wrestling 2001 we did movies for example so if you know if you're interested in kind of that early 2000s nostalgia uh give us a listen and i'm always looking for guests for that show so if you're listening to this and you like to talk about things from 20 years ago hit me up and uh i'll make it happen i think you have a couple of people here that are willing to guess on that show I'd yeah. love to have all of you. Speaking of other podcasts, Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about our sister podcast for those that may not have listened to Boozy Bracketology. Sure. Uh, Boozy Bracketology is the podcast where we take pretty much anything and we put it into a 64-team style March Madness sort of bracket thing, and we basically have a bunch of panelists on, and we debate it, and we whittle it down. NCAA tournament style until we ultimately crown a champion. We drink a lot of uh, good booze while we're doing it, hence the boozy and boozy bracketology. Uh, we just uh, actually last night uh, finished up our March podcast. It usually takes about a month for each one. Uh, and our March version was uh, the best TV theme song. We've also done best romantic comedy, best 90s alternative song. And in December, of course, uh, since it was the season, we did best holiday movie. Going further back, it all started with uh, the uh, best Disney Pixar movie, which also was a bonus episode on PTE here. And we had so much fun that we just we kept it going. So uh, that's the. Uh, we have a ton of fun doing that. I think you'd have a ton of fun listening to it too. Uh, we bring our same winning personalities to there and our same winning uh, beverages as well. So, yeah. And in coming months, everybody, you're going to have a couple of options for boozy bracketology, but we have got in the month of April, and I'm really excited for this. The best one hit wonders bracket is coming. Uh, our buddy, Jeff Woodhead spent a lot of time putting together this bracket. It's great. And don't forget, at some point in time in the future, Mike, we're going to have to do the worst comic book movie ever made. We did the best comic book movie. We've got to figure out what the worst comic book movie ever made is. And uh, we've actually been in contact with our friend Scott. Scott, what are you thinking for a boozy bracketology? What are your, what's kind of going through your head there for a, a bracket that you're going to write and then uh, participate in? Absolutely. So first off, let me just say I'm hooked 
on Boozy Bracketology. I don't know why I continue to listen because you get it wrong most of the time, but <laughs> that's actually exactly why, because it's so much fun to yell the, in your car. Yeah. Despite that, I, I can't stop listening. I, I'm so nervous, but also excited for one hit wonders because I, I know how mine would look. So I, I can't wait to, to, you know, hear how it plays out uh, for mine, the kind of the play off of the sports trivia uh, podcast world that I'm in. I'm going to be delivering to you guys the 64 person bracket of the most iconic athletes. Ooh, ooh, that'll be a good one. That's, That's... going to be tough. That's tough because it ranges over so many different sports. And oh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. And Scotty, you bring you're gonna bring one of your friends with you as well, right? I'm I'll bring somebody over. I'm not sure yet. I'm gonna make him fight to the death for the spot, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely have one with me. Nice. Hello, everybody. That's the Boozy Bracketology Podcast. Don't forget, check out our friends over at the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Uh, we've guested on their show, and I can promise you, like it's. It's amazing. They're they're really good people. They're really just wicked smart. So it's scary how smart they are. Um, but that's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. I'm Mike. And I'm Scott. We will see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Wasn't there an 80s movie of the, the blob? Wasn't there an 80s version? Because I think that's I the think, one I think of. I think so. Probably was. Yeah, I mean, the oh, 80s, damn. they started remaking all of them. So, yeah. Yep. Good so pull, Scott. There, good pull. There was a sequel Scott, in 1972. Scott, I'm sorry for my language earlier. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen, we need more fucks and shits if, if we want to impress her. <laughs> He's from New York, man. Come on. Fair enough. So in 1988, there was a remake with the same name that was directed by Chuck Russell. Was Shawnee Smith in that? You can't tell. Never mind. Disregard. Move on. Yeah, Shawnee Smith, Kevin Dillon, Donovan Leach, Jeffrey McDunn. Shawnee Smith's the only one. Paul McCrane, Art LaFleur, lots of other people. So cool.